0: are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. Everyone dies in a red ocean. The concept of a red ocean refers to going after a market or getting into a product category that is already really crowded. When there's a lot of blood in the water, there is too much activity. And so blood in the water means red ocean, and it's kind of maybe a little bit of a violent way of us cr- expressing the fact that we really shouldn't jump into markets where there's already massive competition. And when you get into a red ocean where there's a lot of competition, you can really compete at two price points. You can be the most expensive and the least expensive. And other than that, there's no differentiation. And being in a red ocean is absolutely brutal. It will rip you apart and crush you. And I want you to stay out of red oceans because literally that is where companies go to die. Let me share some examples with you from my career of what a red ocean is. So, you know, I've actually had a career of swimming in red oceans. I I realized it when I was writing the outline for this program or for this podcast, because when I was in the computer and consumer electronics industry, what happened was red oceans would develop over and over and over again. In fact, when you look at retail in general, let's just go back to one of the reddest oceans that really you don't even see anymore today. But over the the course of the past three decades, we have watched the incredible red ocean of department stores. Remember Sears, JCPenney's, Macy's, Nordstrom's? I mean, there was a massive amount of department stores and now today, they're winding up and shutting down. Why? Red Ocean, highly competitive market, very little differentiation, nobody was doing anything new or different or unique and so every one of those department stores today is suffering, they're falling apart. You look at my career, computer superstores. At one point, I did business with all of them. Circuit City, Computer City, Best Buy, Fry's, Micro Center, uh, Micro Warehouse. Um, I I think I'm leaving off some of the big ones, but I could keep going. What happened? Well, computer superstores became a red ocean. In fact, there got to a point where you had a computer city, a Circuit City, and a... Comp USA in the same shopping center, and there's just no way that that works. So what happens, that ocean gets more and more red, it gets more and more complicated, it gets more and more crowded and congested, and then what happens is companies start dying off. Everyone dies in a red ocean. Eventually, the whole thing dies off. In fact, one last category, office superstores. When I first started as a consultant, uh, 25 years ago, 24 years ago, when I was 21 years old, here's the office superstores we were call, calling on. We had Office Max, we had Office Depot, we had um, Biz, uh, Bizmart, we had, I can't even remember them anymore, but we had seven office uh, staples, we had seven office superstores. And it was such a red ocean that we saw consolidation with one buying another and another one buying another and then consolidation again and consolidation again. To now, there's only one chain really left. It's Office Depot and Staples and Office Max and all of them combined. And it is struggling like crazy because, again, it was a red ocean, got overcrowded, no differentiation, no unique selling proposition. And so everyone in that ocean dies. So how do you avoid red oceans and instead go to blue ocean? Now here's what a blue ocean strategy is. A blue ocean strategy is when you go and you say, we're gonna do things in such a dramatically different way that no one's ever competed this way before. And we're going to do things so different, we've got a different unique selling proposition, we're gonna go after a different avatar in a different way, we're gonna do things that nobody's ever done before, in fact, one of the the examples of this that i love is the is tesla and elon musk and the car industry you know i am a um, car nut i am a self-professed car like a little bit car obsessed in fact when i was younger as a kid in the 19 late 1970s and early 1980s i memorized the entire car almanac i wanted to know every single model of cars that was on the road in when i was alive and i could name any car from the front or the back just by looking at the headlights or the tail lights i got to that point of obsession with cars And part of my obsession with that industry has always been just watching the industry and understanding who's where and seeing the movement of people. And when Lee Iacocca went from Ford to Chrysler and recently Silvio Marchione going to Fiat and GM and um, passing away a couple weeks ago, and it's going to send ripples through Ferrari and Fiat and that entire group of companies because one person passed away. So the car industry has always fascinated me. And... When Tesla came into the industry, I remember thinking, when I heard of the, the startup ideas of Tesla, I remember thinking, man, how do you go into a bright red ocean like automobiles and do anything different? I remember thinking, "Like how, how, is, how is Tesla going to even think about doing this? And here's what they did they did the opposite of what everybody expected. At the time, everybody was talking about how electric cars had to be under $30,000 for them to be practical. The only way that an electric car company was going to succeed is if they turned out really inexpensive cars like Toyota was with the Prius. And that was the focus. It was how do you create a mass market, low-end electric car that everybody can buy? And what Elon Musk said was, wait a second, we need technology here. And so he stayed out of the red ocean of $30,000 cars And the first Tesla automobile was actually a Lotus car with batteries in it, retrofitted to be an electric car, and it was an insanely fast little roadster that cost over $100,000 and required a $50,000 deposit to even buy it. But here's why. It was a blue ocean. Elon Musk didn't sell a car. Elon Musk sold a concept. He went and told people that this was how we're gonna change the world. He went and told people that buying the Tesla was going to fund the technology that was going to get rid of fossil fuels. He went and told people in Southern California, important, influential people, that if they bought his car, that his investments would be in future technology and he would do everything he could to improve the state of the world today. And he sold a concept and a car. And as a result, a ton of people bought that Tesla Roadster and ton of influential people in Southern California bought that Tesla, Tesla Roadster celebrities and politicians and people who wanted to be part of the movement bought the Tesla Roadster and as a result Musk has created a entire what I would call a blue ocean because today there's a lot of cars that say they compete with the Tesla Model S there's a lot of cars that say they compete with the Tesla Model X but if you look at both the sedan and the SUV it's hard to find a comparable car on the market today that has the same features and benefits and that gives everything that a Tesla does in fact it's it's you know crazy today that when Tesla releases a new model sight unseen people line up to buy it in fact one of my closest friends in the world price The day that Elon Musk put out the announcement for the new Tesla Roadster, which is a six-figure car and required, again, another $50,000 deposit, my closest friend in the world, Price, sent a check immediately or made a wire transfer the day he could because he wanted to be one of the first people to have the Roadster. Why? Because it's Blue Ocean. It's a Roadster that is going to reset performance standards on every car in the history of man. It's gonna be the fastest accelerating production car that there ever was. Those are the promises they've already made. And what has Tesla done so far? They did create the fastest production sedan in history, the fastest SUV in history. The videos on YouTube of Tesla's SUV minivan racing Lamborghinis down a quarter mile uh, strip are crazy because a lot of times the Teslas are winning all of those races. So what did Elon Musk do? He created a blue ocean by completely changing how he approached creating cars and making cars. And so you can do the same thing. And if your business has been stalled or slowed or you feel like it's plateaued, it might be because you're in a red ocean and all you have to do sometimes is adjust a little bit to get into a blue ocean. Like I'll give you an example. Our client, Molly Kaiser, who is um, brilliant, Molly Kaiser and Aaron Silvernail, they're they're, um, a couple that we work with that is growing a business called Booty Shorts and Booty, Booty, yeah, Booty Shots, sorry, and their company is all about helping boudoir photographers become better boudoir photographers. But what they're really doing is this, they're showing photographers a blue ocean of getting into boudoir photography. So anyone who's a photographer that does weddings and parties and everything else, Molly says, hey, you can make you know a few thousand dollars doing a wedding, but you can do two boudoir photography shoots and get the equivalent of a wedding twice a day. That is an entirely blue ocean. It's a new way of looking at things for photographers. And so she teaches them how to move from the red ocean of weddings and parties into the blue ocean of boudoir photography where there's not a lot of specialists And Molly conveys a certification. So when you go through her course, you become the certified professional boudoir photographer, which means you know a lot more than the other people out there. And so she literally moves them into a blue ocean strategy, not only in what she's selling, but also in how her clients now go out and sell. So in order to move in a blue ocean, understand your avatar, understand what they need. Show them that you can show them a different way to go after stuff to make things happen. One of the things to make sure of when you're going into a blue ocean is that you understand your avatar. In order to create a blue ocean, talk to 50 to 100 of the avatar that you have and figure out what is going to make things different. I'll take an example from my own life. In 2007, 2008, Katie and I introduced a certified distressed property expert to the real estate industry. It was a course on how to work with homeowners who were in foreclosure. And here's how we made it a blue ocean course. Every other course in the market, there were 75 courses teaching people how to work with homeowners who were in foreclosure when we released ours but I did a survey of the entire market and every other course was an anti-bank course. It was a, let's show them, let's stuff it to them, let's, let's take advantage of this situation type course. And what we wrote was, the certified distressed property expert was how you partner with banks, how we work together, how we get people out of foreclosure, how we make create momentum by doing the right things, not by taking advantage of the situation. And that, that tweak of working with agents who wanted to do the right thing, of announcing up front we weren't using any of the tactics that other companies were, of writing position papers for the administration about fraud and challenges with foreclosures. And what we did was we made ourselves a blue ocean, an entirely new opportunity by saying we don't do anything that the other guys are doing and it was enough. It created massive differentiation. That and everybody else was teaching a class and we were teaching a designation. You became a certified distressed property expert. You didn't learn about foreclosures. It made it a blue ocean because we we gave people the label that they could use just like Molly Kaiser's doing. You probably understand now. Uh, I'm coaching Molly Kaiser. So we're following the same plan. The designation made it so that it was enough of a differentiation that it is a blue ocean strategy. Now, there are some cautions. When you start looking at markets to go after when you start looking at how do you make the product you have a blue ocean product, be careful because the one thing that you you want to make sure of is that the avatar you're going after knows they need help because i hear about blue ocean strategies all the time i'll give you an example I recently talked to a friend of mine who's in construction and he said, you know, what I want to do is I want to create a product for construction guys so that they'll understand how they're so checked out and, and so overwhelmed and they don't really know what they're doing and that I want them to check in more and start doing yoga and meditation and be, you know, get, get more real about who they are. And I said to him, well, I mean, that sounds great and it sounds interesting, but how many construction guys right now are walking around going, I want to learn yoga or I want to do meditation, the number is somewhere between zero and 0.5. I mean, there's, there's, that's just not a question that if you're in construction, you're walking around asking, and if you are, you're the exception, not the rule. But what are construction guys walking around asking? They're saying, how do I do more? How do I get more done? How do I feel less stressed? How do I feel less overwhelmed? How am I less triggered? How do I build this business? Well, if you sell them that and you show them that the way to get there is through presence and awareness – Then you can create a blue ocean, but you have to be careful because something that I see all the time is people avoiding the red ocean, but then going into an ocean that nobody's going to swim in with them. It's such a blue ocean that nobody's going to care about it. So when you go into a blue ocean strategy, what you're looking for is a market nobody's addressing or a market that nobody's addressing in the way you're going to address it. You're looking for a market that knows they have an issue but has not found a solution, and you're looking for a market where everyone isn't selling the exact same thing. If you look at a recent example of ours, and for me, you know, for years we were having trouble selling products and having trouble getting creating a consistent customer effect. If, if people would come to our events, their businesses would double and triple, it was insane. If people would take our products, things would change for them, and the testimonials we got were amazing. But we weren't selling them, we were plateaued, we were stalled, we were stopped, and here's why. What we were selling sounded very much like a red ocean. We were selling business improvement, and, and do better, and understand yourself better, and know things better. There was no differentiation. There was no unique selling proposition and it sounded like we were in a red ocean, like we were just like everybody else. In fact, I used to have people come to my classes and they would say, it's so weird because the marketing for this class was like everything else that I see, but this class delivers so much more. It's so much more significant. It's so much better than anything else out there. So we had to adjust our marketing to draw that out. So we went out and we said, we teach the only course in the market where you get three things as an entrepreneur. We will show you how to do strategic planning so that you have a forward-looking plan. You can anticipate what's coming next. We will show you how to put a communications cadence into your business so that you have better meetings, better communication, and everyone knows where you're going. And we'll show you how to build the infrastructure in your business so you hire the right people at the right time and build your team so that you can go fulfill the opportunity you've created. That is a blue ocean. Nobody does what we do. We've been doing it the whole time. We just didn't know how to explain it so that it was a blue ocean. And when I met Russell Brunson, he showed me, hey, Russell actually said, Alex, you do things for entrepreneurs that nobody else does anywhere. You have solutions that every entrepreneur needs, but they don't have. You have to start talking about them in a way that they recognize that. And so for you, the questions are, If you're in a red ocean, how do you shift to blue? How do you go out and call on the people that will hear you, that will actually move forward with you? How do you show them a brand new opportunity? Because as I've shown you, and as you probably know if you've tried it, everyone dies in a red ocean. It's time for you to move into a blue ocean, understand your avatar better than anybody else, interview them for certainty, obsess over them, go back to my podcast called Own Your Avatar, and you will create your blue ocean strategy where your only competition is how fast can you scale and grow your business so you can make your greatest contribution. If you're ready to start growing your business, if you're ready to grow your team, if you're ready to get to the next level as an entrepreneur, join me on my podcast next week. Go to to billionairecode.com forward slash team. And register for our podcast, How to Grow a Game-Changing Team Without Ever Having to Manage People. Billionairecode.com forward slash team. I look forward to seeing you there.